Aren't you glad that Jesus overcome for you, for me? Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I was praying in the Spirit this afternoon, and uh, this the Holy Spirit just kept speaking one word in my heart. If you would open up your Bibles to the for a foundational text, we're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter twenty nine. But um, I kept hearing the word mystery, mystery, and. Uh, you know, as I was thinking about that and meditating on what the Spirit of God was saying, you know, the, the Bible, uh, just off the top of my head, I could think of about, uh, seven to ten mysteries that's in the Word of God. And, uh, you know, those, those mysteries, they're there for God's children. That's for, to teach you and I, you know, Brother Donnie, there's certain things that you'd tell your wife that you wouldn't tell nobody else. Because there's an intimacy there. There's a closeness there. And uh, just like each one of us, you know, we have friends and we have people that we're close to. We can talk to them about things that we wouldn't talk to other people about. Well, you're the friend of God. Jesus is your friend. He said he chose you. He chose me to be his friend. And so he has secret things that he wants to talk to us about. And so I don't know. But right now, I kind of feel like that, you know, in the... That in the, we need to work our way to understanding some of these mysteries, but I, I believe the Spirit of God tonight would want us to talk about the mystery of godliness, the mystery of godliness, and, and so we'll, we'll pull this text from here, and then we'll we'll look at some things to help us to see. Because if you and I understand our godliness is completely of by faith in what Jesus has done, oh my, we can rest. We can rest in so many different ways because we don't have to be concerned about performance. We don't have to be concerned about, uh, you know, fighting the fight that's already been won like that they lead us in worship in. No, we just fight that good fight of faith and just hold on to the truth. Amen. But anyway, let's, I, I, I've got to read just a, I want to, I want you to concentrate on the last verse of this chapter, but I've got to read just a little bit before this. Because you and I, we, we've got to see that what is leading us to this verse is the revelation that the reason why the children of Israel got, uh, that, that land of Canaan was because, uh, iniquity got so full in the land that the land vomited them out. And, uh, we look at even the children, uh, of Ammon, I believe it was. Don't hold me to this. I'm, I'm talking off the, uh, uh, but um, I believe they, after 400 years, they got judged, right? And because uh, the iniquity had to get full before they got pushed out of the land where Israel could come into it. But anyway, uh, we need to see America, the cup is filling up. The cup is filling up. And so you and I need to be in the place where we have the secret thing of the Lord working in our heart, uh, where we can teach uh, our children. We can teach our neighbor. We can teach our brothers and sisters. We can teach those around us about the reality, the mystery of godliness. Amen. So let's just start reading for sake of time. Um, cause I got to read this verse, starting in verse 25, but I want you to concentrate on verse 29, the last verse, but verse 25 says, then men shall say, because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord God of their fathers, which he made with them when he brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, for they went and they served other gods and they worshiped them, gods whom they knew not and whom he had not given unto them. Sound familiar? 
And the angel of the Lord was kindled against the land to bring it upon it all the curses that are written in this book. And the Lord rooted them out of their land in anger and in wrath and in great indignation and cast them into another land as it is this day. Now notice verse 29. He said, the secret thing belongeth unto the Lord our God. The secret thing, the things of the Lord belong unto him. But those things which are revealed, the things that have the cover took off by the Holy Spirit, they belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. These things are revealed unto us. They belong. You you own them because of your relationship with the Father uh, unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for the the opportunity for you and I to work together in the Lord. Amen. We've got a great, wonderful opportunity now. So tonight we're go, we're looking at this just to see that uh, you and I we see how the devil is working to bring deception in our nation, how to work sin because he's wanting uh, us to get out of that reality that we have godliness in Jesus, that we have grace of the Father, and that we have this place of uh, of stability and a stronghold. But there's going to come a time when uh, God is going to take His people and uh, and when when this time comes to pass, the enemy is going to have free reign to do what he would do in this earth. And so you and I, we've got to see that until... Uh until we get finished with all the plans and the works of God, we've got to be strong in the Lord and His might. Don't be strong in yourself or in, but just, just see that God wants to bring a revelation. He wants to bring a mystery to who you are and to what you can do, uh, in and because of your faith in Jesus. Amen. So we've got a responsibility here. He said that, uh, that God has some secret things that belong to us, but they belong to our children. So that means every secret thing that you know that you're a spiritual father, a spiritual mother to somebody and you need to teach them. I need to teach them. Literally, uh, we teach them to or starting with our spouse, our, our children, uh, all of those things. We, it starts in the home. But then we have a responsibility to, to realize that we're all the family of God. And we we need to be able to be in that place, in that position. If you know a secret thing and God's revealed it to you and he's wanting to use you to bring it to somebody else, open your mouth. Let the love of God come in and through your heart. Um, Let's look at, I I don't want to stay on the point too long, but turn back to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I just want you to see our responsibility just a little bit. He said... um, in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord um, thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And notice what he said. And these words which I command this, thee this day shall be in thy heart. Now, uh, you know, when we read something like that, we think, oh, my gosh. Uh, 
uh, I, I got to have all this word in my heart. You know, and that once again, that's putting performance on you. No, you have an anointing. First John two twenty seven. You have an anointing that abides in you that teaches you all things. Yes, we're to hide this word in our heart, but we do it by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. He brings that word. He reveals those secret things to you, those mysteries to you, and and uh, and, and you trust Him to bring out of your life whatever you need when you need it. Amen. Takes no all the pressure off of you. But look what he says in verse, we read that to read this, verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So you and I, we, we got to see that God is your teacher. He's your teacher. He's your guide. And he does that by the Holy Spirit. And so uh, every blood-washed blood believer, they have a responsibility to see that God is bringing revelation to you. He's bringing revelation to me. He's showing us the mysteries. And, and so those mysteries, they belong to me. Well, when I own something, when you own something, you're responsible for it. So God is saying that those secret things that I have, I trust you with them. Isn't that amazing? Don't you think about when you were a child and, and, you know, uh, you, you, be your mom, dad, or, or somebody, grown-ups will be talking about something and, and boy, it'd sound really interesting to you to say, what are you talking about? And they say, you don't need to know. This doesn't pertain to you, you know, uh, and, and I understand some things that we're trying to protect us from and whatever, but, um, at least for my bunch, they just didn't want to, you know, uh, I don't want to take the time to, to, to try to explain this to you so you don't need to know it. But that ain't the way Jesus is. He wants to take the time. He wants to put his arm around you, his arm around me, and he said, this is my mystery. This is my revelation. This is what I have for you. This is what I, I, I'm calling you into. Amen. And so you and I, we can rejoice in that great truth. So let's go to the New Testament and, and let's, let's understand just a little bit where he talks about this mystery of godliness. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and let, let's get this in our heart. I think it'll encourage you and bless you so much tonight. Let's start reading in verse uh, 14. Uh, he, Paul is uh, bringing revelation of how uh, to bring order in the church. Come on, we need order, don't we? Uh, you know, we're talking about the church. That's the family of God. That, and, and Jesus said, as we talked about this morning, he's going to add to the church daily such as to be saved. And he's going to, Paul commanded by the Spirit of God to let everything be done decently in, in order. And so the Word of God brings order in your life. It brings order in my life. So he's giving this instruction. And look what he says starting in verse 14. These things write I unto thee, uh, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how that thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. And, of course, we're not just talking about a building. We're talking about in your walk with the Lord. So God has a mystery for us. He has a revelation for us how we ought to behave ourselves in the church. And this word behave, how I busy myself. It's not just how uh, a rule about acting this way or acting that way or or not saying this or saying that. It's about just living a manner of life. The manner of life is that Jesus is your life. And he wants to teach us how we can be successful in every step, in every avenue. Uh, everything that you're doing in your life, he wants to teach you. He wants to teach me. So the word of God will show us how to live our manner of life in, uh, in this body, in this house of God. And notice what he said. 
which is the church. So the house of God is the church, not a building. Come on. But the the, the church, ecclesia, those who are called out. Aren't you glad tonight? You're called out. God went into the world. And he looked at all the sin around your life, around my life. He looked at all the plan of the devil. See, the devil was, he was moving evil spirits and he was moving evil men. And he was working a plan to bring death and destruction in your life and my life. And God said, "Uh uh-uh. I've got a plan for that person. They're my sheep. I'm going to go into where they're at. I'm going to pick them up and put them on my shoulder. And I'm going to bring them into the church. I'm going to bring them into the called out. So he knocked on your heart's door. He called you by name because he is your shepherd. And you said, yes, Lord. And when you said, yes, Lord, all of a sudden, he brought you into his very family. And being a part of that family, he said, the secret thing belongs to me. But I've got a revelation for you. I've got some secrets. I want to show you how to not only have life, but I want you to have it more abundantly. So he said, how to behave thyself in the, in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. Notice what he said, the pillar and the ground of truth. Now, so, so you are this church. You are the church of the living God, not some dead God. But the God that is alive and well, the God who had a plan from the foundation of the world to seek and to save all those that were lost, that's who you are. And he said that you be in the church, that you are the pillar and the ground of truth. Now, this is a play on words by the Apostle Paul under the unction of the Holy Spirit, because both of these words have to do with being a pillar, a post. Uh, but the first one here, you've got to see that that God says, I'm raising you up. To hold somebody else up. Think about that. God said, I'm going to make you strong. I'm going to put a, a, the backbone of my word of my son, because Jesus is the word, in your life. And you're going to be a pillar. You're, you're going to stand for truth. You're going to stand for what's right. You're going to know some secret things. You're going to know how to live in the midst of a crooked generation. You're going to know how to overcome. You know how to, you're going to know how to walk in love and to walk in peace and to have victory and all of these things because I'm going to speak it into your heart. Amen. So he said that you are the pillar and the ground of truth. In other words, this ground of truth means it's a, it's a support, but it's actually the seated place beside Jesus. See, Ephesians 2 6, we talk about it all the time that you are seated in Heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I want you to think about that. Uh, the throne of God is never moved. It can't be moved by evil. It can't be touched by destruction. It can't be touched by negativity. The devil w- tried to move it and God laughed at him. You're sitting on the right hand of Jesus is on the right hand of the Father. So you're a pillar, a support. So the mystery, the revelation is, since my God can't be moved, I can't be moved. No matter what the devil tries to put in your mind, put in my mind, no matter what he tries to make us feel in our emotions, in our body, all of these things. No, the mystery, the revelation is, because my righteousness is not of myself, my righteousness is of Jesus. I'm not going to be moved, amen? You're not going to be moved. And so, I need to teach this. I need to live this. I need to, I need to share this truth. I need to impart it with, with everybody I come in contact with, because God has trusted me with something that has been hidden from the foundation of the world. Isn't that amazing? God said, I want to share my mind with you. 
I want to share my heart with you because I have a plan for you. Now, stay with me. We're just laying this foundation. We'll get to this good part. Look at verse 16. He said, and without controversy, great is the mystery. Highlight it in your mind's eye. Underline it in your Bible. Great is the mystery of godliness. See, you and I, it's hard if we'd be honest with one another. It's hard for us to look in the mirror and to see ourselves the way that God has commanded us to see ourselves. See, I look in the mirror and and, and I see all of my imperfections. I see all of my shortcomings. and, And all of a sudden, my mind starts playing back all of my sin. And the devil starts reminding me where I got that scar, where I where I said this and where I done that and all of these things. But God said, no, I want you to concentrate about the mystery of godliness. I've got a secret thing for you. I've got a revelation that I, by my spirit, I want to speak into your life. And I want you to see that you're, this word is godly piety. I want you to see that you're pious, not by what you see on the outside, but by what is on the inside. See, in your spirit, in my spirit tonight, because we have believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, is the very Lamb of God. That you are pious, you have godliness because God looks at you and he sees the blood of Jesus. Amen. And so I need to teach this. I need to walk in this. When the devil tries to say, oh, you better just calm down. You're not worthy to do this. Says who? God said, you're worthy. God said, I'm worthy. You know how he said that? He gave his only begotten son. Come on, that proves how much you're worth. The Bible said that you were worth the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen? So, because you've accepted that and believed that and, and took that into your life, now there is a mystery of godliness that is work, at work in your life. So, here's what we've got to do. We've got to stay in fellowship with the Father uh, through the Son by the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we've got to live knowing that uh, while we're in this flesh body, We're going to meet a fallen world because we're in this fallen world. We're going to meet a devil who's going to continually remind you of your past, of my past. And he's going to try to get us to act and react out of what we've done, uh, the failures, the shortcomings of the past. But no, we're living in that mystery. We're living in that secret thing. That secret thing is God doesn't even know anything about that. Can you imagine that that when God looks at you, when he looks at me, he doesn't think about any of those things. He sees everything justified in your life, justified in my life. He looks at us and he calls you perfect. That word perfect means complete. And you, Colossians 2, and you are complete. Woo! That's the mystery. So this mystery of godliness is at work in us, but I've got to continually hear that where I won't be pulled back. I won't be limited. I won't be hindered when the devil starts working on me. Now, he may not work on you, but he works on me. He he brings up all of these things. and, and, And then if I'm not careful, if I take heed to it, if I give place to it, you know, Ephesians 4.27 says, neither give place to the devil. But if I give place, that word place means opportunity. If I give an opportunity to him, it won't be long that I start getting discouraged. 
And I start doubting who I am. And I start wondering, well, can I really do this? Can I really be what God? Yes, I can. Yes, you can. Amen. So I've got to stay in this place where the revelation is continually flowing in my life. This mystery is being revealed. Because see, there, and we may talk about it if the Lord keeps leading us down this path. You and I know that there's a mystery of iniquity that's at work right now. And that mystery of iniquity is a mystery of lawlessness that is seducing people, that is getting them ready for the Antichrist. But you and I were ready for the Christ, the Christos, the anointed one, the Savior of the living God. And, and so I want to walk in this godliness. So to be able to walk in this, I've got to do what he says. So look at what he said, how we could, what this mystery of godliness would do in our life. He said, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. So for me to understand uh, what that I am godly because of Jesus, to get this revelation, this mystery in my life, I, I, I've got to see what the Bible says. So hold your place right here, and let's go to John chapter 1, and let's see Jesus in the flesh, and see what he done for us, what, what the, the, the testimony was, where we can live it out. Amen? Uh, starting in verse uh, 28, John 1 and 28. Uh, these things were done in Bethabara, uh, interesting study if you want to study that out, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. So here John is doing the baptism of repentance. Verse 29, the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Now we're talking about the mystery of godliness, and we're talking about uh, John, the Bible says, is the greatest prophet of them all. And here he is. Uh, he, he's, he's baptizing people for, for repentance of sins. And all of a sudden, he sees Jesus coming. And he sees Jesus manifest in the flesh. And so the mystery of, of God in the flesh is what he's fixing to tell us about. See, you and I, uh, because we needed a Savior who could take away our sins... God himself through his son Jesus had to put on this same flesh that we're in. And he walked in everything that you and I walked in, yet he was not touched by sin. So the mystery, the revelation of godliness is, is because Jesus uh, was in all points tempted yet without sin. I, because of my faith in him, you because of your faith in him, were pious, were, were righteous. We're justified. Amen. Look what he said. He said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. See, when you accept Jesus, when I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, then that sin that sentenced us to death, it's gone. Verse 30. This is he of whom I said, after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, because he's always been. Verse 31. And I knew him not. Uh, that I knew him not that he should be manifest to Israel. In other words, I knew that there had to be a, a revelation. Remember what we read there that, that for us to understand the mystery of godliness, we had to see that Jesus had to be manifested in the flesh. Therefore, I am come baptizing with water. And John bear record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode on him. 
Verse 33. And I knew him not, but he that sent me, in other words, God the Father that sent John the Baptist to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And I saw, verse 34, and bear record that this is the Son of God. So, you and I tonight, we, we understand, uh, even better than what John the Baptist did because John was just talking about what was going to happen. You and I, we've done experienced what happened. We're living in that. We, we, he saw what Jesus was going to do, but tonight you and I, we're here because of what Jesus has done. Amen. And, and so when, when he said there in, in the first Timothy 3.16 that God was manifest in the flesh, that's what uh, John is trying to tell us that, that Jesus, uh, which is Emmanuel, God with us, he revealed God in the flesh. So tonight you, you can have a mystery, a revelation uh, of, of godliness in your life because you realize that Jesus went through everything he went through that you and I could be saved, that we could be forgiven. Come on, forgiven. You've got to live like you're forgiven. You've got to believe that everything, everywhere you go, when the devil brings up something, when the devil tries to show you something, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. I have grace. I have grace. I'm walking in godliness. I, devil, you don't know anything about it, but God has revealed to me a secret. And the secret is I'm saved by grace. I have faith in that. I'm going to live by that. And because Jesus overcome, I can overcome. Because Jesus is my forgiver. Because Jesus is the one that is my baptizer. Come on. In other words, now what, what John was trying to get into our heart was not only will Jesus baptize you and I in the Holy Ghost, uh, with evidence of speaking in other tongues, but he baptizes us in his own body. And he, he causes us to be born again, causes us to be a part of the plan of God. That is God's plan. And so Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do. I only say what I, I hear the Father say. And so God has been completely manifested in Jesus. Amen. So you have that revelation. Now notice what he said. Go back to First Timothy 3.16 and look. It says, God was manifest. This is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, but he was justified in the spirit. So you and I, we're going to say, okay, God wants me to understand something. Now, not only uh, was God's will manifested in Jesus, for God was not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. But he wanted me to understand justification by the Spirit. See, so many times we, we think, well, I can pray real good tonight because I went to church. God's going to answer my prayer because, uh, you know, I put some money in the offering. Uh, God's going to work in my life because I listened and I done what he told me. None of those things are true. God's working in your life. He's working in my life. He's answering your prayer. He's blessing you because why? Because you're his child. You, you qualify because you've been justified by the Spirit. Hold your place here and go with me to Romans chapter 3. Now, the Spirit of God just wants to encourage you tonight. He wants to build you up to the truth of who you are because of what God says, no other reason. Look at starting at verse 20 in Romans chapter 3 verse 20. It says, therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Now remember, you're justified by the Spirit. 
because of what Jesus done. You're not justified by the law. So, so there's no flesh justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. In other words, the law, all it does is show you and I, hey, we're dead. We have no hope. That's what uh, the law does. It reveals sin, but God's grace swallows up sin. Amen? Because Jesus was able to keep the law perfectly, and your faith is in Jesus. My faith is in Jesus. Come on. We have what? The mystery of godliness. Verse 21. But now, say now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all that believe there is no difference. How many believers we got? Oh, this is talking to us. Come on, the mystery is you have been what? Justified. Justified not in man's eyes, but justified in God the Father's eyes because of His Son, Jesus. Verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But look at verse 24. Right now, being, being, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption, the ransom that is in Christ Jesus. Being, being justified, being rendered innocent. Say, I'm innocent. You're innocent. See, the mystery of godliness is that I don't understand it because I still think wrong things. I don't understand it because sometimes I still mess up and I say something I shouldn't say. But God says I'm godly. Come on. God God says I, I, I'm his own. God calls me by name. God calls you by name. And so the, the, this revelation is that I need to get out uh, of, of understanding that... Uh, I'm on my way to perfection and, and, and I'm, I'm striving for the next ladder, the next step on the ladder of sanctification, but I'm not there yet. Come on. I have a future and a hope. I have a confidence, but I'm not going to let that determine who I am. God looked at me and he said, I recognize and realize I created you in a flesh body. But I'm showing you how you can overcome, how you can trust in me. Amen. So I, there's a mystery of godliness. And the mystery is I am justified because of my faith in Jesus. You're justified because of your faith in Jesus. And we don't have to depend upon nothing else. Amen. Don't, don't let the devil tell you you've got to do this or can't do that to be able to talk to God. Or to be able to be blessed by God. No, you're blessed right now. The Bible says you are blessed with all heavenly blessings. All spiritual blessings from heaven to earth are yours right now. Amen? All right, let's read one more verse. Drop down to verse uh, 28. It says, Therefore we conclude that a man, a man, woman, boy, or girl, a believer, therefore we conclude that a believer is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Oh, hallelujah! So the mystery of godliness is, that Jesus Christ, He fulfilled the law for me. He didn't change one jot, one tittle, but He completed it. And my confidence, my faith, your confidence, your faith is in His finished work. So the mystery of godliness is I don't have to, uh, to, to live up to man's ideology. I don't have to live up to man's expectancy. I just have to trust in the sacrifice of Jesus. Amen? To not trust in Jesus. And talk to the Lord. Just just talk to Him and don't let anybody or anything or any word or anything try to hinder you from that place of the mercy seat. Come on, the mercy seat's yours. Realize the mercy seat, that's really the place where you're seated. Come on, the mercy seat. 
The blood. That's where the blood's at. And so the blood is talking for you. The blood is talking for me. That way when, when we talk, that's all God sees is the blood of Christ. Amen. All right. Go back to First Timothy 3.16. It says, and without controversy, great is the mystery, the mystery, the revelation, this intimacy of God in us. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. Notice this. Seen of angels. So you and I, we won't take time to look at it, but you can, you, you know, the, you, you can look in the book of Hebrews chapter one, and it talks about the angels of the Lord, and it talks about how man was created just a little bit lower, uh, than the angels, but then all of a sudden Jesus, he's above all angels. And, and so, uh, we see where Jesus was, uh, Matthew 4 11, where he, after he went through the temptation, and you can look at it in Luke 4 too, but Matthew 4, 11, he went through the temptation for you and I. And in, in those three temptations, after it was all over, God sent an angel to what? Minister to Jesus, to, to strengthen him. And so you can read the same thing in Luke 24, uh, where uh, an, an angel come and minister to Jesus. So Jesus, in other words, his, his whole life was seen by the angels. And as they looked, uh, they, they saw God manifest in the flesh to save you, to save me. See, they haven't sinned. They can't be saved, but they don't need to be saved. They don't understand how much God loves you and I. I mean, they said, they, they look and, they, and they, they're in awe of what God is doing in you. So when Jesus was in the flesh and they seen that, they, they got a new revelation of how much God loves you. That's what this is saying. So, in other words, uh, when when the devil tries to bring his evil spirits against you, then you start realizing, wait a minute. My God has got twice as many angels as the devil has fallen evil spirits. And they've done seen what God has done through Jesus for me. And they hearken to the word of God. Come on, Psalms 103.20. And so if I say what the Word says, then all those little angels, they're going to be working for me because they work for Jesus. So you've got to claim that. So you're in a situation. If you're in a place, I've been times I've been having to do something. God's interested in your everyday work. You're trying to get a lug nut off. And it's a little tighter than it should be. Ask the Lord to help you. There's an angel standing right beside you. Come, there's been times that I've pulled on lug nuts, pulled on, couldn't move it, pray the prayer. All of a sudden, the lug nut breaks free. Who does that? Come on, that's your God. So whatever situation in, wherever you need help, you need instruction, you, you need somebody to work side by side with you, he's been seen by angels. And so what am I saying? They knew how to help Jesus. They know how to help you. That's the mystery of godliness. That's the revelation that you and I have got to walk in. Okay, go back to, to our verse. He said, and without controversy, great, mega, is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles. Now, aren't you glad tonight that the, the gospel message, and we looked at it just a little bit this morning, come to the us. It come to us. Now, uh, we won't take time to look at it, but you can look in Romans chapter 11, and you can see where Paul talks about that Israel was blinded. 
for a season. And that's a mystery in itself, that God let them be blinded that you and I might come in. That's how much God loves you. God let, but now I understand their role and their part in that, but God let that happen and, and they're coming back. Come on, the Bible tells us we know there's, there's no worry, there's no concern, they're going to be saved. Amen. But he let that happen because he loved the Gentiles that much. Come on, we're talking about the mystery of godliness. So, so God, he said, I want you that much. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to go to where you're at and I'm going to get you and I'm going to bring you in. So you need to, you need to rest in that. If God loves you that much, he's not going to let you go by the wayside. He wants to be a part of every decision, of every need, of every question you may have. Okay. Uh, he said, um, and without controversy, great is the mystery of God. And this God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles. Look at this. He was believed on in the world. Now, I want you to think about this. Now, this is where you need, uh, uh, you can, you're welcome to get up, run, and shout, and jump all you want to if you'll just think about this just for a second. God gave Adam and Eve the Garden of Eden. And he come and he had a plan, and he walked with them in the cool of the day. And Adam didn't stay at his place of responsibility. And, and so the serpent come in, and the Bible says uh, that... Eve was deceived. Adam just plain old transgressed. And so the devil got a hold of this world. He become the little G, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the little God of this world. So God seen exactly what was happening. It tells us, uh, Paul writes about the mystery of the church. And that mystery was that from the foundation of the world that Jesus was slain for us. So your God, my God, is so in tune with this world that he had Jesus and the plan of salvation before there was ever a need. Come on, we're talking about the mystery of godliness. So God is so in tune with your life that before you were even born, he knew what you would need to succeed. You can't fail in Jesus name. You are made to be an overcomer. You're made to be a blessing. You're made to 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 give out and bring revelation of who God is and how much he loves. Amen. Now notice what it said. Believed on in the world. See, the, the devil thought that because he was the God of this world, it, it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that he is the God of this world that blinds. So he thought that he was going to have the whole world blinded and he was going to take them to hell. But Jesus said, I'm going to go into your domain and I'm not going to go into the domain as Jesus, the son of God. I'm going to go into your domain as Jesus, son of God, clothed in an earthly, fleshly tabernacle. And I'm going to defeat you. That's the art of godliness. That's the mystery of godliness. He said, and I'm going to cause people to believe on me because I'm going to show them the way that they can overcome, the way that they can live their life in a place of victory. Come on. That means that there is nothing the devil could do. When Jesus took on this flesh and this earthly house that Paul writes about in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and he walked it out, that means that you and I 
because of what he done, there is no way that we have to be defeated. Now, I can choose to be if I want to, but I'm not going to, are you? I'm going to live this out. So in this world, so in this world, because Jesus, everything he done, he done it as a man. I'm talking about a mankind, human. That means everything that you need to believe on for success, for victory, for deliverance, for healing, for uh, for all the blessings of God, you can believe in this world because Jesus first believed. That's a mystery. See, God says, oh, only a few special people can have this. And have, nah, all. Oh, and, and so I can believe in this world. I can believe beyond the blindness of the devil because Jesus is the light. Amen. All right. Last one. He said, and without controversy, great mega is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, believed on in the world. Now notice this and received up in glory. Your Savior, my Savior. Go, uh, closing, go to book of Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Jesus has just gave the last instruction to the church here. And look what it says for sake of time starting in verse 9. Acts 1 and 9. And when he, when Jesus has spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. So Jesus, he fulfilled, he completed all the work that God the Father had for him. And when he completed that last work, that last work was to give this last instruction uh, before the founding of the church. And the cloud received him up. Behold, I show you in a mystery. We shall not all sleep. We shall not all die. But in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. We shall be what? We shall be changed. Come on. We're going to meet the Lord in the cloud, the breath of life, the breath of life, and we're going to forever be changed. Because why? Because Jesus was. Jesus paved the way. He's the open door. Everything that you and I have need of, everything that we are believing for, He's our source. He's our avenue. Verse number uh, 9, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Verse 10, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven. Where did he go? Toward heaven. He went to heaven. Two men, two angels, stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which was taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. He's coming again. And he's coming for you. He's coming for me. Amen. And so you and I were looking. He said that when you see all these signs coming upon the earth, he said, look up. Look up for your redemption draweth nigh. In other words, the revelation, the understanding of the coming back together of the family of God. It's getting closer and closer. Amen. But because Jesus wants to show you and I the mystery of godliness so we can live until the coming of the Lord with this hope. You have a blessed hope. This earth is not your home. Come on, we're going to get a brand new earth. We're going to get a brand new heaven that has not been touched, tainted by sin or by the devil. When they get burned up in the lake of fire, Behold, all things are made new. Come on. Glory. The mystery of godliness. You can live godly just like you're living in the eternity right now because Jesus is your source. 
He's your security. He's your Savior. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for this wonderful group of people. I thank you for the love that you have placed in our hearts. Lord, your your love is being shed abroad in our heart. You first loved us, and then you gave us the ability to love you. And then now you have gave us the ability to love one another. But we go beyond that. Not only do we love one another whom you have uh, washed and cleansed in your own blood, but you give us the ability to let love cover a multitude of sins, to love those who are without on the outside, because you've gave us the mystery, the revelation of godliness. Father, I ask you in Jesus' name that you just... Let this burn inside of us. Let us be hungry like never before for the secret things that belong unto the Lord. And let us take these secret things and let us live out of these truths, out of these abilities to go to that next level in you, Father. Or we'll be quick to praise you for it. Lord, right now in Jesus' name, touch us and help us to see some things and understand some things that will empower us, embolden us to live like we've never lived before. We'll be quick to praise you for it. Touch us and draw us. Let us see ourselves on that mercy seat. Let us see ourselves with the blood of Jesus on us right now. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Would you come tonight and say, Lord, here I am. I, I, as I kneel down at this altar, as I kneel down at my seat, I, I see myself on the altar of the, that mercy seat. I see myself on the, the right hand of you, Lord. And, and, and I want this revelation this this mystery of godliness i want it to to propel me i want it to 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 possess me in peace i want it to uh to to make the promises of god to 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 be provided into my life like never before i i i want to just to be a source that can bring this into other people's lives would you come and say here i am lord i i thank you for what you've promised i thank you for what you've done and i am what you say i am my relationship with you it's sure it's genuine it is settled for that your word is settled in my heart because you first settled it in heaven would you come in jesus name hallelujah hallelujah make yourself an altar just let the lord just minister to you tonight i want you to walk in this new revelation uh of, of this mystery of your godliness your piety that is there because of what jesus has done hallelujah praise the name of the living